You're listening to episode 65 of Fearless Rebel Radio. This is a very special episode because I am co-hosting with my friend and colleague, Sarah Vance. We are sitting down together and just talking about that messy middle part of our journey uh, that we both haven't talked about too much on our on our blogs. You know, we always talk about what where we were before, where we are now, how we got there, but we're really going to kind of dive into that messy middle piece together today, and we also have a huge special announcement, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Also, you can catch the video version of this episode on my website at summerinandin.com forward slash frr-65, so if you want to actually see us having our dance parties and getting down together and giving each other virtual high fives, then head to my website to watch the video version of this. Before we get started, I just want to remind you to head to thebodyimagecoach.com or summerinandin.com to grab my free 10-day body confidence makeover. All right, let's get started with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this special episode of Fearless Rebel Radio. I am your host, Summer Inanin, which you would know that if you listen to the introduction. <laughs> and this is a special episode because I'm actually doing it as a video as well. So if you're listening to this on iTunes or, or uh, Stitcher or whatever, um, you can go to summerinanin.com forward slash FRR-65 to see the video version of this podcast because today is a really special day. My friend Sarah Vance is on the podcast today and we have some huge news that we're celebrating with uh, pizza glitter, <laughs> pizza bite <laughs> glitter, which we don't actually have, but we'll pretend. Um, and before we get started, in case you don't know who Sarah Vance is, uh, hello, you should, but in case you don't, she's a fellow body image and self-esteem coach, self-care advocate, and general badass, who also has a no-nonsense approach to body image, and she's helped lots of women to stop the madness around food and their body, and ditch self-doubt, and treat themselves like the queen that they are, and give the middle finger to perfection, and all-or-nothing mindset, so they can finally start showing up as in the world as the radiant women that they are, and you can find more of her at sarahvance.com, which I will link to in the show notes. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you, Summer. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. It's going to be so fun. Yes, 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 yes. And this is like totally different because we're doing video as well, which is <laughs> new and exciting and is going to go completely right. <laughs> Not only that, but we can give virtual high fives, so yeah. it's like real life. See that? Skills. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, and we can like dance together, and um, we have we have a big announcement together, but... Before, Such a big announcement. Yeah. Before we do that, why don't you give just kind of a brief summary of, of your story? I'm going to have you back on the show when it's all about you. Today, we're kind of splitting it a bit. Yeah. Uh, we're so, sharing the spotlight today, but introduce yeah, so yourself. The, the quick and dirty of me, I guess, is, you know. <laughs> is so, always. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so yeah, um, how I got here to where I am today, basically, um, just like many people, um, 
many women that summer coaches and just like summer herself, I had my own issues around food and body. Um, I'm a former fitness competitor as well as a personal trainer and as well as a fitness model. So I went down my own um, messed up relationship with food, self-care, fitness, just distorted, you know, relationship with my body. Um, and then, um, decided to stop. It wasn't that easy and we'll get into that, but, um, decided I had enough of trying to be enough and just realized that, um, I was over being obsessed with food and having it rule my life and being obsessed over my body and chasing perfection. So, um, went through that whole messy, beautiful, uh, process. And now I help women do the exact same break free of the diet cycle and step into the most amazing woman that they are in the body that they have right now today. And uh, yeah, that's the quick and dirty version, I guess. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. And um, we wanted to do this episode a little bit differently because obviously we are coming together for a really, really exciting thing. We are going to be hosting a retreat together. Oh, Oh my God. Raise the roof. (laughs) Um, it is called the Reclaim Retreat, and it is happening um, Thursday, May 4th to Saturday, the evening of Saturday, May 6th, 2017, so about 10 months away. The countdown yeah. is on. It's going to be happening in San Diego, and for those of you familiar with San Diego, it's going to be happening in La Jolla and it, at a very beautiful cottage near Seal Rock, which is a gorgeous place so on beautiful. this earth, <laughs> and it's in, within walking distance to lots of different like shops and restaurants and some hotels that are actually decently priced for accommodations and and stuff like that we are so excited about this this is like gonna be our our jam our thing (laughs) where we get together with a small group of women so we're taking 15 women for this retreat and it's basically just like badasses uniting together to disrupt society's standards and it's two days helping you to discover like who you really are and to step into that part of you or not part of you but step into you you (laughs) and own it and own it uh and so we are so so pumped about it what do you want to say about it we're so excited. You know, we've been working on this for such a long time. And when I, we came together, we just knew that this was something we absolutely wanted to do. And um, we just know it's going to be such an amazing experience, not only for the women that are going to come, but also for us. And we're just very, very excited. And um, we want you guys to join us and be there because it's time for all of us to just show up in this world as we are. So we're really pumped. Yeah. And what's it going to include, Sarah? It's going to include <laughs> dance parties and, you know, Skittles being thrown in the air, rebellion. No, I mean, it will include those things, but I mean, we're going to have it. It's There's more information on the website, reclaimretreat.com, but we're basically going to be breaking down, you know, going over rules that we've been telling ourselves, the story that we've been telling ourselves, rebelling against that, breaking, like really diving deep into the work of body image work and self-esteem work. So um, it's going to be great. So pumped. So excited. Yeah, it's going to be like a really cool mix of like doing some deep inner work, but like having a a fun time doing it. And like, I mean, the setting is gorgeous. So we're going to try and do some stuff outside. There's like a fire pit. 
Um, we'll probably burn some stuff. Like it, totally <laughs> absolutely. Don't tell anyone, but yeah. <laughs> but it'll be a really good mix, and because it's such such a small um, number of people that are we're taking, like you'll you'll get a lot of one on one attention, and we'll do some like small group stuff, and like we already know some of the people that are coming, and we're so excited. Like it's just it's going to be such a cool group of women because I think we're so cool. So we attract really cool people. So <laughs> yes, exactly. And if you know, Summer and I, if you follow our work, you, you probably have a good idea about the, the balanced mixture of playfulness and deep work that it's going to be because we are totally going to let our freak flag fly. And then also, you know, be really serious about some stuff, but we want to have fun with it. This stuff is, is life changing. It absolutely is, but that doesn't mean it has to be very dull and boring. So that's not our approach on this at all. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there's going to be like, no, no judgments. Like it's, it's good. We want to make this like a really comfortable environment for anyone, you know? So don't feel like, oh my God, I'm not going to fit in or whatever. Like we are going to make this super inclusive and for, for whoever wants to be there is going to feel super welcomed and have the best time. And because it's in such a beautiful setting, I mean, this is like a true act of self-care, like go and have this weekend to yourself, have a ton of fun, feel completely transformed by the end of it and let that fire up your mojo and carry you forward. So we're super pumped about it. Um, You can get the details at reclaimretreat.com. I will link to that in the show notes for this episode, uh, which again is at summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash six five. The early bird price is currently on until August 9th. So you can save 150 bucks by signing up before August 9th. Again, we're only taking 15 people, so there's that too. Um, and we'll talk about it a little bit more at the end, but that it, all the details are on the website and we're super pumped. So we wanted to come together to kind of show that we're really fun together and... <laughs> Um, and to get to know, um, to get to know Sarah a bit better um, and myself too. So the way that the rest of this episode is going to work is we're going to kind of just bring up a topic and then each give our, our personal perspective on it and our personal experience with it. And, um, that's how it's going to go. And we'll see, we'll see what, we'll see what unfolds. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. So let's, um, I think one of the biggest questions that I, I get asked is, you know, I often talk about like, okay, how I got to that moment when I knew that I had to really, you know, stop dieting and stop and that, that things that I thought were healthy were actually damaging my body and that my body image was actually the reason for, um, all of this kind of behavior and this, um, I don't use the word abuse, but really like I was abusing my body, like, and my body image was really kind of at the crux of a lot of my coping mechanisms. Uh, but I don't talk so much about like, okay, from that moment to like where I am now, like, what did that, what did the messy middle look like? And I know that's one of the questions I get asked often. And so I, that's one of the things we want to spend a bunch of time talking about today is like Sarah's experience with this. And then also, you know, my experience with this. So Sarah, why don't you start like, what was kind of the changing moment for you? 
Yeah, so I get this question a lot, you know, like what is the quote unquote red flag or like the rock bottom that I hit? And it wasn't one particular thing that happened that initially set me on this journey. It was almost like building and building and building and building and building. And then eventually I was like, okay, something has to go, but I was still extremely scared. Like I was resistant. I was not, I I understood it. And I thought that something had to change. I just didn't know what, and I didn't know how, and I didn't know like where I was going to go. I was very unknown. Um, And on top of that, I was just scared. Like I was really scared. So the few things that happened for me, you know, um, so my background of being, you know, a fitness, you know, professional, if you will, a fitness model, I went to a photo shoot and and I had been really just hard on my body. I was spending copious amounts of time in the gym, not eating anything, being completely obsessed with things, um, with food and working out and just felt at the time like, oh, I look great. This is going to be awesome. And the photographer said to me, you know, don't worry about it. Like we'll Photoshop your stomach. And it was just like, hit me like a ton of bricks because I, I thought to myself, this is a lie. Like I'm selling a lie to people because I was going to use it as, you know, for my work as, as being a personal trainer, because when you're really in it, like it does become your life, right? Like I know many of us, you know, go down this route and we become nutritionists or we become, you know, personal trainers or we become whatever it may be. It becomes so all consuming. Um, so I was going to use this to be a personal trainer and, and basically sell diets to people. The exact same thing that I actively speak out against now. Um, and it was just a really big wake up call. So I knew something needed to change because at the time I wasn't still having a period. I wasn't eating anything. Um, my hair was falling out. I had no energy, like just all the physical things. But on top of that, like the emotional and mental anguish that I was putting myself through on a regular basis of to the point of having a full blown anxiety attack going to try to eat pizza, you know? So it was multiple things that kind of happened that led me to where I was. So how did I take that initial step? It wasn't like a big giant leap by no means. It was like more like a shuffle. Like I was like, okay, let me like see what this is about. But I also thought that like, if I could just have freedom around food, that I would be able to like control food enough that I would finally still be able to have my ideal body. Like I, <laughs> yes. like I still, like I understood the body positive, you know, community and loving yourself, but I still wasn't fully invested in that idea yet. Like I wasn't there. I was still holding on to this idea. Like, Oh, this is, this is the magic potion that I need. Right. Like it was the same thing that I did within the diet cycle. Like this is it. This is going to get me, you know, to unlock all this stuff that is is an ideal body. So I still wasn't like giving up the ideal body. I wanted the things that I thought went with it, like happiness, love, confidence, uh, feelings of worthiness, you know, that stuff, which I associated with an ideal body. But I thought it was really weird. Did you have any of those experiences yourself? Or? Yeah, yeah. I would call that the like, maybe it, maybe, maybe <laughs> if phase like for me it was it was it was like it was really it was really similar in that I was like okay like you know my 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 issue like came to me like really kind of suddenly like when I was just like when I realized I was more upset about like having to take time off of CrossFit than I was about like my hormones like not working and um and so I was like okay like I have to heal like it was it was really important to me that I, that I looked after, like, you know, what was going on inside. Cause I wasn't, that's when I started to realize, like, I wasn't feeling like myself. 
But it was all with the intention of like, well, maybe this will get my metabolism working again and then I'll lose weight. (laughs) So it was like, maybe if I was like, maybe if I quit dieting, my metabolism will heal and then I'll effortlessly drop the weight. Like maybe if I, maybe if um, I eat intuitively, then I won't like, then I won't like eat like uh, everything in sight on, on a weekend. Maybe if I love my body, I'll lose the emotional weight, which will translate into actual weight loss. And so like, I think I laugh about it because, you know, like, I just think it's so normal because there's no way you could just like suddenly be like, that's it. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to try and lose weight anymore because, um, not only like, is it, is it everywhere around us, but like when that's been in your brain and your brain is like wired to, to want that for so long, like you, 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 you're trying to hang on to it. And, um, like to let that go, I think would be really, really scary. So like you said, it was kind of like a shuffle towards it. Um, versus like uh, a leap and just like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do now. Like uh, there was still the, just, you know, like I'm going to listen to this, you know, John Gabriel visualization that'll help me think like a thin person and love my body. So, (laughs) you know, there was still that stuff happening. Yeah. It's, so it is, it's really common and it's, it is super messy, right? Like it is really messy because even when you do start to move forward, you still have a lot of letting go to do, um, whether it be your ideals, where whether it be like your old core values, whether it be, you know, just the general consensus around size and shape and beauty and whatever the hell else, you have a lot that you let go. And that whole process is really really messy. It was for me at least. Like I would, I was still, um, so I was very much in the dieting over restriction and then binging, right? Like that's was one of the things that I would do when I was in my disordered eating. But even when I started to break free and I said, okay, I'm not going to diet anymore. Like I was like, I'm not going to do this. I would still go through those phases very, like, I wouldn't say actively, it was active and then they kind of slowed down and slowed down and slowed down because I, I just continued doing that work. But there were moments where I was like, screw it, I'm eating everything and like ultimate rebellion, right? And it was great. Like my body, my body physically needed that. Like my body physically needed and was crying for food for probably over a year and a half. You know what I mean? Like it needed that. Um, and I needed that too. I knew I needed like I I knew now that I needed that like to happen for my healing. But when you're in it, you freak the hell out, right? Like it's totally unnew like territory. At least it was for me. I was like, oh, is this ever going to end? Like, am I ever going to like not feel crazy? Like you kind of feel really weird in the beginning because you, I still wasn't there with really truly understanding like the freedom around food. It took my mind and my heart and my whole self to catch up with that. Even though like I was eating, I still had that shame and guilt, which is like the biggest things the hardest things to let go in the whole process. So yeah, yeah, totally. And um, I think for, you know, emotionally, it was really hard, I think for me, and and I'm sure you can relate to this. But there was my identity as um, that, that was was so closely tied to, uh, you know, like, I was trying to help other women like lose weight, right. So like, that was a nutritionist, that was what I was doing. And so like for me to kind of have to go through this and then be preaching the one thing and it was like, it was, it was, um, yeah, that was really hard. Emotionally it was hard because like, uh, you know, my body didn't change that 
much, but you're so critical of it. Like, like the slightest change you kind of interpret as like, Oh my God, like, what is my body doing? Um, you know? And so for, for me, like that was really hard. Like I would see a picture of myself and it would, I would just like, I would feel really, really sad. Like there was just all this, like, Oh, like I'm such a failure. Like there was just, there was just like, what, like, I can't get this right. Like, what am I doing? Um, and, and then, and then the whole, like, who, who, who the fuck am I? Like, (laughs) you know, like who, who am I? And like, and, and like, what am I, what am I doing with myself? But that's when I think I started to channel more into like, uh, more of an empowered frame of mind was when I started to just be like, I, I, I don't, I'm sick of this. Like, why, why do I need to feel this way? Why do women need to feel this way? Yeah. Um, and then I kind of go through what I would call like my Brene Brown phase, you know, like where I started to like really understand about perfection and yes. like, you know, people pleasing. And for me, that like resonated so, uh, so much with me because I was like, oh, my God, that's me. Like, that's where all this so much of this comes from is my desire to just be liked you know, like the idea of somebody like not liking me was like, oh my God, I can't have that. Or the, the idea of like me, like somebody, um, you know, not thinking I was attractive, you know, which to me, I know sounds like very silly in my own head now, but I think that's like, as women, we're trained to think that right. our attractiveness is, is so much of our worth. And so when yeah, I was exposed to like- Bernays work, it was like, yeah. Oh, I also just want to say, cause I mentioned that like John Gabriel, like like think yourself thin visualization. That's a completely fat phobic message. And I put my fingers in quotation (laughs) marks, but for those of you listening to it, like just know that I did that. Like that's not actually what I was saying. That's like what it's actually called and what he does. And it's completely fat phobic. I just wanted to say that. Oh, that's horrible. It was sitting with me. I was like, I said it. And then I didn't like caveat it. Thanks for the clarity. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To those that are just listening to audio. (laughs) Yes. So yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Two minutes. (laughs) Yeah. I totally like that. The gifts of imperfection. I went through that phase too. And the whole, like there's one whole chapter on like perfection. And I'm pretty sure that I highlighted the entire chapter. Like, literally in the entire chapter. I think that's so common with, um, you know, women is that we do, we chase this perfection and we do put all of our value into appearance. Um, and not only into appearance, but on one specific appearance, like just one ideal of looking one certain way. And then everything that we've been taught that leads into that appearance, um, and letting go of, you know, like you said, your identity, when you have invested, like, your emotions, your mental, you know, energy, financial energy, like, oh my God, all the money that I've spent on this crap, you know, just all of it. And and that is what you're like seen as is like, I was the fit chick, right? Like everybody came for, to me for that. And letting go of that identity was really hard to let it go because then you are sat with those emotions of like, well, Without this, what am I? Like, who am I? Like, who am I? Do I even need a label or can I just be? Like, who am I? You know what I mean? And it was really, I think that's really scary with the unknown of that. Like, okay, I'm not, I'm going to let go of this and I don't want to identify myself. But then you're left with like, it's scary. But I think what kind of can help now looking back on it is approach it with curiosity and say like, okay, like, this is really fun. Like, this is fun. I get to go out and experience things and figure out who I am. Like, what is it that I like outside of eating cold chicken in a bathroom? You know what I mean? Like, 
what else do I like? And that can be really fun. It can be really fun if you approach it with curiosity. But it was really scary at that time in my life too, because you're so invested in your old ideals. Yeah. And I think you're, and you have, um, uh, like a social circle of people who see you that way. And I think when you're trying to kind of figure it out, you haven't figured it out because it takes a while to figure it out, but you're trying to navigate that. And then you have kind of like your old, like social circles. It's hard to, I found it really hard to like navigate those, those, those two things, like trying to work on myself. And I was discovering my own shit. And then, you know, like I had people who still thought I was the other person, like, and so it was, yeah, it's not like I had like a coming out party where I was yeah. just like, all right, no, this this is who I am now. Like I just because I'm just not that kind of a person, but I was also trying to figure it out. So I wasn't sure of that. You know, yeah. like if I could have fast forward and had a crystal ball to see myself like two years later, um, then I would have been like, all right, this is who I'm going to be. Like, this is what I'm doing now. And like, y'all can support me on that or not. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's also scary. Like, you know, for me, when I was like in it, so much of my circle were people that no offense to them, but their actions were really toxic for my own journey forward. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes with, you know, the whole process of self-love setting boundaries. And sometimes it means, leaving relationships behind that are no longer serving you. Um, And, you know, a lot of my relationships were solely based on like, hey, what'd you do in the gym? Like, what's your new diet? You know what I mean? It wasn't like, for me at least, it wasn't a fulfilled relationship that had content and like a deep, deep connection. It was very superficial. So it was hard. Like, I think it's challenging when you do have such a circle that's very, like, that's it. And you have to kind of like be like, look at that and say, is this where I want to be? Is are these people I even like? Like, or is it just that they're the only ones that have stuff in common with me and that are supporting my behaviors? Yeah. Um, and leaving those people is scary because we all have an idea of wanting to be accepted. I think that's one of the things that that's why we want perfection. That's why we want to please people is because we want to be accepted. And so when we leave a circle that we're accepted in and then we're like, Oh my gosh, like, am I going to, am I going to like be accepted elsewhere in life? It can be really scary. Um, but you will just, just so you know that. Um, and the people that truly love you unconditionally, like you'll end up loving yourself will be there. And, um, always you can set boundaries of course. And that's something that we'll, we'll probably cover, you know, in the retreat is the, the power of boundary setting and the power of, um, saying no and, um, you know, really doing things that are for you. And allowing that to be okay, because I think a lot of women have a hard time, like they feel guilt about that, you know, when it's like, I need to do this for me or what is okay for me, not what's okay for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think it's like, it's kind of a gift because, you know, it's, it allows you to really recognize that, you know, you value um, companionship but you value a certain kind of companionship and you value a certain uh, component in your relationships. And if your old relationships don't have that, you know, it's, it's, it, it's hard to see that and to, to recognize that and to move on from it. Like it hurts, like it sucks to lose friends, but um, the, the gift is that you're able to form new connections with people that are going to last a lot longer. Yes. And give you something that those other ones weren't giving you. 
because they were probably toxic to, to you and to just, you know, having a companion in your life. Like you don't want toxic companions. And so I think that, you know, sometimes it's hard. We see it as like, oh my God, I'm going to get rejected or like, I'm going to be alone, but it's, it's not, it's a gift. It's just, you're going to find a new way. You're going to find new companions. You're going to find people who you have other things in common with. And it doesn't even have to be a thing. It can just be like, because you're human and you're cool and you can talk about the weather together, like, or whatever, you know, like it doesn't, you don't have to have like a hobby. Like, it's no. just, you know, some that's connection. Yeah. It's just, it's just about the connection. So, I mean, I would love to kind of know for you, um, how long did it take you to start to feel comfortable in, in your, in your body? And, um, you know, when were you able to just like appreciate you? So I wish I could give like an actual timeline to that because it definitely wasn't overnight. You know what I mean? And it definitely wasn't within a few weeks or even a few months. Um, It was probably about a year and a half to two years before I really felt like, okay, um, this is who I am. And it really, for me, it was a matter of like who I am and and who I am being enough. And my body like kind of sort of just, just, became not important. And I don't mean that in the sense of not taking care of myself. It's a sense of like, it's no longer the highest thing of who I am. You know what I mean? Like, it's no longer like, here's Sarah and here's her six pack. It's like, here's Sarah and here's all the amazing qualities of who she is as a person. Um, so that took me about a year and a half to two years. And, um, even, you know, I don't want to ever, um, not be transparent with people because even to this day, years, I still have moments where I feel like, okay, I'm a little aware of my body because we still do live in a very messed up culture and we're not immune to things. Um, But to be very comfortable to not, not have like my body prohibit me from living my life probably took about a year and a half to two years. And I think for me, that's what my ultimate goal was that my body just like, it is what it is. And um, I'm going to live my life and, and I'm going to continue to show up regardless of what I look like. <laughs> like, yeah, that is not the most important part of who I am. And at the end of the day, that's not what matters most to me. Yeah, I think for me, it was probably similar. It was about a year and a half to two years for me to get to a point where my body didn't control my emotions at all. So, um, you know, like what, whether my weight like went a little up or a little down, like I really, it took me probably two years to like not care about that at all. Um, and yeah, like you said, there's still a level of awareness sometimes, but it's no longer, it doesn't dictate my emotions. Yeah. And it's not all consuming. You know what I mean? Like, it's more like a glitch. It's like, and then you're like, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like that's it. Where before it's like, you like start melting into the diet cycle and like freaking, you know what I mean? But now it's just like, here we are. And then you're like, okay, bye. You know what I mean? Like, that's what happens. So I do get major, I will go through major periods where I feel like super inferior and like, I feel like, like I have like zero self-worth. I still have those because I, that's totally normal. Um, but it's not about my body, <laughs> which maybe is worse. I kind of wish it was <laughs> still sometimes I'm like, it'd be easier. Cause then I would be like, no, but now it's like actually about like me as a human. And those days are hard. Like I still have, I still have those moments, but I just, come to expect them. And when I'm riding high, I'm like, we're on a good streak. Like things are great. I'm feeling really good. Like life's just flowing. And I just kind of, 
I'm able to like really enjoy it. And it's almost like the volumes turned way up on it than it used to be. And then I know that like, I'll have a low, a low moment or a couple days, like, like here and there. And sometimes it's triggered because of something. And sometimes it's just cause like, that's just what is happening for me. And there's no reason for it. Um, and I just will, am able to kind of just like process it and accept it and move through it in such a better way than I ever used to. So I would never want people to think that like, I'm this like badass confident woman all every single day. And I'm like, yeah, I just like walk down the street like this, yeah, like every, yeah. all the time. Like, um, if you uh, haven't watched the video of this, I, I really highly watched the video. Like by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it's not like that at all. Like mm -hmm. I think that's, what's so great is that, I'm able to actually really appreciate the range of my emotions. Like yeah. I'm like when I'm sad, I'm almost like, Oh man, like, yeah. like there's like, like take it. Like, yes. like, it's like, a, yeah. Like I'm like, my body's just detoxifying some yeah. shit, you know, like, and it's like, I, I'm going to be sad today and that's, I'm okay with it. You yeah. Know? Like, and, yeah. and I see that for me, that's such a huge breakthrough because I always tried to numb my emotions. Yeah. Like, I was going to say like when I, in the past, like, if you would talk like, what were your emotions? I'd be like, what emotions? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have any. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? What emotions? Like, I had anger and that's about it. Like, that was, that was it. I was yeah. mad. Yeah. You know? But other than that, like, I didn't feel anything. And now, like, I'm, I'm embrace the fact that I am a, an emotional human being. And I think that's really amazing. Like, we are emotional human beings, first of all. Everybody is. Um, I think we've just been conditioned to not feel them or not give them credit or, you know, numb, whatever it may be. So in the past, I'd be like, what emotions? And I think that's odd for, for some people, like, you know, this whole process, right, that we've been talking about. When you do start feeling emotions, when you haven't, you're kind of like, holy crap, like, what the hell is this, and this is scary. And I'm going to like, that used to be a really big, um, almost trigger for me for, for going backwards would be like, oh, okay, I'm feeling this odd emotion and I don't know how to deal with it. And so let me go back here. So when you recognize that and you can be like, okay, no, I'm really going to feel this. And that does include the discomfort that comes along with moving down this journey or yeah. in this journey. You can't have highs without lows. And like one of the things that I like for, that was so helpful for me was understanding was understanding that. And like when you live in such a tight range of, of emotion, like when you're either just like angry or flat or like a little bit happy, like that you're, you're, you're numbing yourself off to like positive. Mm -hmm. If you numb yourself to the negative, you numb yourself to the positive. But um, I also just want to say that there are no like, like I try to look at emotions as like food, like food is just food. Emotions are just emotions. Like there's no, there's no good or bad emotions. I know I just labeled them that way because people resonate with that. Like they know what that means, but, um, you know, I just try to look at like emotions as emotions. They're just, they're just, they're just these energies in our bodies with stories that we attach to them. And, um, I think that like being able to like neutralize emotions for me was, was really powerful. And I don't mean neutralize, like only have a neutral emotion, but to be able to see things like sadness or despair as just an emotion yeah. and um same thing with Be like okay happiness with and joy like it's just an emotion and like some of them I'm gonna try and appreciate a little bit more but I can appreciate the others too because they help me appreciate the other ones more yeah and I think it's too also important to like you know in this journey with the emotions that don't feel the best 
um, you know, like sadness or grieving, because, you know, you may grieve, you know, your old ideals, um, that like, they will pass in time, you know, like you may feel like, oh, this is all I'm going to feel, but they will pass, you know, so that always helped me along the way too. like, this is temporary, um, you know, just like happiness isn't you're not going to be stagnant at happiness or joyful, or rather happiness all the time, just like you're not going to be stuck at these other emotions all the time. Exactly. Amazing. I feel like we've talked about our journeys. Yeah, I think so too. I think, you know, one of the only other things that I would add to that is like the whole process of getting into intuitive eating and how that whole process kind of goes. But I think that we've kind of covered that before, but you know, I just want to throw out like, it's really, um, that whole process was messy too, because then I, I just used it as, the diet cycle all over again. You know what I mean? Like, and then I, I ultimately, you, I just had to surrender completely is what it ultimately came down to was surrendering, um, and allowing things to be and not having to think like I didn't want, that was the end goal. I don't want to think like, I don't want to think, Oh, I'm getting full. Oh, I'm hungry. Like I didn't want to think about it. So yeah, that's also normal if you have those emotions pop up too. Yeah, I second that because you have been trying to control for so long. So your intuition is like, it's there, but it hasn't been heard in a long time, like a really long time for some people, like since they were babies or kids. So to tap back into that takes, takes a long time. But yeah, I'm the same way. I don't, I don't, I don't think about it. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I probably ate more than is physically comfortable for me, but whatever. Yeah, the only thing I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna lay on the couch. The opposite, for a while. you know, when when you're not consumed by food, I've actually found myself being like, "Oh, I actually need to eat." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. I'm really busy with my work, like stuff that I love doing, um, which is interesting because when you're disordered, your whole life kind of like lives around food, right? Like you're counting down the next time that you're allowed to have your whatever it may be. Um, but then it's like when you're living your life and you're so joyous and what, and like living your life, it's just like your body. It doesn't become like the forefront of everything, you know, like, you know, you need to eat. And, um, I'm like, Oh, I need to eat. Yeah. I should probably do that. (laughs) So it's, it's, that was really interesting for me to have that kind of happen where I was like, Oh, um, I used to be like one of those, I was like, how could you forget to eat? You know, like, how's it even possible? And then I'm like, oh, I, I like I need to eat something because um, I'm feeling really tired or I have a headache. Like maybe I need to eat. So it just becomes less and less interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just, um, I would say like it doesn't have to be super pleasurable either. Like I think that's the other I, that's the other kind of misstep with intuitive eating is that like you savor your food and it's pleasurable. It's like, oh, I'm like I I no. Like, not at all. You mean it doesn't have to be orgasmic every single time? (laughs) I would say it's actually, like, less overall because I'm, like, I probably, like, you know, because food is so neutral. Like, it's not like, like, when I have a piece of cake now, I'm, like, I'm, like, that was was good. But I'm not, like, oh, oh, like, because, like, before my body was so sugar-fried. Yes. Like, my eyes would fall out of my head. Yeah. Like I was the type of person that would like, I'd be like, I'd rather have cake than like have an orgasm. And you know, like I, sometimes I still would, but like I, <laughs> but not to the same extent. Like it's not like the food used to give me more pleasure and yeah. now it doesn't, which right. I think I'm like, I, I'm the freak of nature that I thought I would never be. Right. And I think that that is really cool. Like yeah. I used to watch people and be like, what? Like, 
You know, I'd I'd like observe people eating and be like, how do you just, like, you just left that on your plate? Like you, like what? And (laughs) I would never do that. And now I can, now, like I am one of those people, but it's not forcibly, it's not controlled. It's just because I'm just done. It is. Yeah, it just is. It just is very, just, like I said, it's, it's very, you know, when I, when I, talk to people. I'm like, it's, it's boring. And all food is just not that interesting anymore. Yeah. Like it's just not the, the highlight, you know? Yeah. I love cooking a good meal. Like I'm I'm like, Oh man, like I made this really good thing or whatever. Like I can appreciate it, but like, it's just, it's not like, it was such a pleasure for me. Like it was such a source of pleasure. And now like, it's just this secondary thing that's there and it's, it's like, um, yeah, it's just not that interesting anymore. It would yeah. be the best way for me to put it. So yeah. yeah, I'm glad we, I'm glad we mentioned that too. I would love to know what it means to you to love your body. So I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but for me, loving my body is really, for me is about loving myself and realizing my body is part of me, but it's not the sole purpose of who I am. It's not everything. Um, I really feel like our bodies are the least interesting thing about us. Like even if we have scars or tattoos or this or that, it's not the body part. It's a story of who you are and, and the connection of that. That's what makes it interesting. So for me, loving my body is really when um, I love myself unconditionally and my body doesn't hold me back in life from pursuing what I really want or what I feel like I want or, or experiencing life rather. So um, it really is, I guess, not being overly like, oh, my God, I'm so in love with every single portion of my body. No, like if somebody asked me, like, do you love every single inch of your body? I'd be like, um, I don't necessarily like in love with it, um, but it is what it is. Like it's part of who I am. And that's just like what it is. Like it's, that's, that's how I feel. So that's loving my body. That's what it comes down to is really, I guess that's, I guess it's more being very neutral. Um, and realizing that my body's the least interesting thing about me. Um, and the, and loving myself is really what it was. It was, it was loving myself. That's what I wanted all along. Um, it just manifested in, in my body. Um, but it really was about loving myself and being okay with me who I am and discovering who that was and it, allowing that to be enough. When you say loving yourself, what does that feel like? So gosh, that's a tough question. It's just, for me, it means loving the whole spectrum of who I am, the messy, the not parts that people, you know, like, or maybe that I even like, um, and loving all of the spectrum of it, loving all the emotions, loving, you know, that sometimes I can be a little, you know, crazy or, you know, can get flare up in this and that and the other. And, you know, knowing that I am enough, I guess it's what it comes down to it, that who I am is absolutely a hundred percent enough and worthy. And that is enough for me, like just me is what it comes down to. Like, yeah, it's great. It's great that my friends and my family, my loved ones love me. But at the end of the day, when it's just me, I love me. Like who I am, all the qualities, the messy ones, the imperfect ones, the beautiful ones, the strong ones, whatever it may be, all of it. 
that maybe some people might not like. And maybe sometimes like, I don't like that, you know, I, I can, um, get a little bit of a temper, but that's who I am. And I still love me for it. That's not dependent on all these other things. Yeah. So that's what it means for me. What about you? What does that mean for you? Or what does loving your body mean to you? Yeah. So I think for me, it's just like not really thinking about it anymore. It's just, yeah. it's just part of, part of the experience. Cause I think what a lot of people where they go wrong is they want to, they think loving your body means I will find my body attractive. Yeah. Like that's what that gets interpreted into. Um, which, uh, you know, like it's cool if, if you, if you do, um, I don't really like look at myself and think like, wow, I'm so attractive. Like I rarely ever think that like sometimes I'll look in the mirror and be like, damn girl, like, all right, like looking good today or like, all right, like, you know, whatever. But, um, not really much, you know, normally it's like, all right, I'm just putting on my clothes and going out and getting shit done, you know? Um, so, so I think that that's like a really big differentiating point for me. For me, it's just, it was, it was this sense of, um, empowerment and empowerment being like taking my power back. So, you know, diet culture had taken my power away for so long. Um, you know, and so it was taking my power back and being like, this is who I am. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I have substance, like I have thoughts, I have feelings, like that's what makes me important not the way I look. Uh, and it was getting in touch with that and like knowing that about myself that really helped me to get to this point where I can be like, yes, I like quote unquote love my body, but that feeling of it is just this sense of like knowing of myself. And I don't have to like every piece of myself. I'm super impatient. Uh, I can have uh, a bit of a, a temper as well. Um, you know, sometimes I'm a little self-centered, like there's pieces of myself that like, I just accept because we all have parts of ourselves that are like, meh, you know, okay. And like, good. Like when we apply perfectionism to loving our body and to appreciating who we are and feeling like we're enough, we're going to run into trouble because we're trying to force everything into the, the good enough, like good basket. Whereas we're meant to have this whole spectrum. So I look for balance. Like there's parts of myself that I'm like, this is like a really good quality that I have. I love this about myself. This is like what other people see in me and appreciate as well. And then there's this other part of side of me that like, okay, well, you know, work in progress could use some improvement. I try to be less impatient, you know, all these other things. Um, and, but I can just appreciate that about myself too, because I'm human. It's like, and you're also oh, not putting your worth in those things. You know no, what I mean? Like it's like, it's yeah. actually a relief. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. my God, I can just be imperfect. Yeah. You know, like as long as it's not hurting other people, like right. sometimes when I'm impatient, you know, I want to hurt other people, but like, um, <laughs> I don't. So, uh, <laughs> there's, that, there's that side of it. But, um, I, I, you know, what, what, what I'm trying to get out of this is that like, I appreciate every part of myself. Um, I know that I'm enough. And for me, it's just like, it's a sense of empowerment. It's a sense of freedom, I think is the biggest thing, you know, the freedom to be like, okay, I can, I can do what I want, you know, like I can, I can do what I want. And my head is not busy, like with all this other nonsense that used to be in there. And yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's almost like for me, it's sounds as though, you just completely take your body out of it almost like the very physical body is now out of it. Like that's, that's, and that's the same with food, you know, with what I was saying, they just become not that interesting. 
like it is, you know, it is part of you, but that's like not it, you know? So I think there is that confusion that, you know, loving my body means like I'm going to look in the mirror and just love every single thing possible and have never had like a bad body thought or anything like that or whatever. And I, I think that's, um, a big lie. Like that just, I think sets people up for failure, especially if they come from the idea of perfection, because they're going to be striving for that when really it is about just like you as a human being, knowing you are enough with the whole spectrum of who you are and not allowing your body to like prevent you from being you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like for me, like I just was like, I mean, all this this whole time I just wanted to be, you know, gen- a generally happy person. Like I wanted to be one of those old people that like looks back and and like doesn't have regrets. And um and and so, you know, it's it's really about that. Like I just want to like not regret stuff. Like I want to like experience life to its fullest. And, um, you know, uh, like loving my body allowed me to do that because yes. it was taking up so much space. It was making me, uh, like obsessive. That's all I thought about. Like, so I was missing out on like connections. I was missing out on social experiences. I was missing out on doing spontaneous things. Yes. Like, um, you Preach. know, like <laughs> I was, I, you know, and so, and so to really like live in the moment and be carefree and have this freedom, like to me, that's, that was like, that's what it gave me. And I mean, that's what I thought that being thin was going to give me. Yes. That's what I thought being thin was going to give me. It was going to make me carefree. I was going to be like, Oh, everything would just be great. And no, I mean, what I had to do was to accept my body in order to actually experience what carefree and freedom was like. I mean, those are, those are the things I value most. So for, for everybody else, it's going to look different. Like maybe you value like family or you value like connections with certain individuals or you value like, you know, service or whatever, like something like we, we each have things that we, we value. And I think for me that it was allowing me to actually like fully experience those things that I value that truly light me up that's what loving my body did for, for me. And it wasn't about actually loving my body. It was just about like not really thinking about it anymore. Yeah. And you know, it's so like one of the, so I'm an, I'm a nurse. I have side note. I'm a nurse. I've been an ICU nurse for going on eight years, I think. And, um, one of the biggest things that happened in my own journey was really like stepping back and realizing like, Oh, okay. Um, we're all going to die one day, which yeah. I mean, this sounds like hang with me because it can sound a little dark, but it's the reality of life. We're all going to die one day. And when I'm dying, you know, if I'm in my patient's shoes and, I, and they're actively dying, how do I want to look back on my life? What is it that I want to envision? What, what is it that I want to be remembered by? And that about knocked me on my fucking ass because for so long, like, I was just known as the fit chick with, you know, X, Y, and Z or whatever it may be. And like, I, I wasn't living my life. Just like you said, like, I thought that once I had reached this goal weight or whatever it may be, that it would like be my key to unlocking the door. And it wasn't, if anything, it's like I threw the damn key away underneath a haystack and I'm like sit trapped in this freaking birdcage. Like what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? I mean, that's what it felt like. So it was really um, important for me. And I think that's a, a question that I ask often is at the end of the day, like the end of the day, what is it that you really, really value? 
And is what you're doing serving you to actually have those values be present in your life? Because for me, it wasn't at all. Yeah. And that's some of the stuff we're going to be doing at the retreat is like identifying what those are, like giving you ways to like really identify that and understand what those are so that you can start to express those and experience those in, in your life. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that was one of the biggest things for me, like, cause I was so like health obsessed was for me to just be like, Oh my, um, everybody's going to die anyways. Right. Um, I went through, you know, I've gone through some losses where like people have, have, have gone who are like my age. Um, and those were big wake up calls as to like, I really don't give a fuck if I'm buying soap with like a chemical in it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if that's stressing me out, like if you want to do that, that's cool. Like, I don't like, I'm not judging anyone that does, but for me, I was just like, I, I'm just not going to stress about these things anymore. Like, because life is really short, it can be taken away in an instant. And especially having kind of experienced that, like you get to a certain age where like, you know, parents start to pass. I know this is getting morbid, but like parents start to pass away or like friends started to pass away. That's even like, like, that's what I've had. I've experienced that a couple of times. Um, but you start to really just realize like, oh my God, life, life is really short. And, um, you know, like you, you get to choose how you want to live that and like health really isn't in your control as much as you maybe think it is. And like, that's, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you know, you could, you could try and achieve, you know, because I think for, for me at least, um, health was like, so I I went from like, I want to lose weight to like, well, I just want to be healthy. That was my like, you know, cover up there for a while. Like, well, I'm just trying to be healthy, uh, which is a load of fucking bullshit. Um, cause what does it even mean? But anyway, (laughs) And even if you try your best, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, again, it's the perfection of it all. Yep. It's the perfection. Yeah. 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 And for me, I just like, I think I like the biggest thing for me was like, I, I want to experience life. Like I want to like drink the wine and watch the sunset, you know, like I want to like go on vacation and just, you know, swim in the ocean. Like it was just all these things like I, that's to me. And, and like, honestly, that's probably a lot healthier for me than like worrying about like whether I bought store-bought mayonnaise or some shit like that, you know, like, so that (laughs) like, you know, I function properly. I still care like about, um, you know, the way that foods make me feel because I care about the way I feel, but I don't care about the, like what, like what my weight is. I really don't. Yeah. 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 Especially because it has nothing to do with health anyway. Um, No, no. Whatsoever. No. And I was saying it was about health, but really it was always about my weight. So. Right. And uh, right. And that's what I was saying too. (laughs) Like it was my big cover up, you know, like Let's do this for health reasons. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do it with that voice too. Like, well, that, that's my voice of my old self. So, yeah, I mean, that was the total lie that I told myself for so long. So long. <laughs> um, wow. We had like four other topics we were going to talk about, but it's already been, almost been an hour. <laughs> that's what happens. Oh, man. Well, we'll, we'll have – we'll do – part de, like we'll do part two for those of you uh, that don't speak French. Um, <laughs> we'll have you back on again. This is so fun. Oh my God. It was so fun. Like a thing. Um, yeah. Especially with the video. Like I really do think that you guys should watch the video. I know we should kiss each other.
Um, so the video again, summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash six five and the retreat. I mean, guys, doors are open so you can sign up at reclaimretreat.com. Um, only 15 women. There's already, um, a few spots that have been taken. So get on it, get the early bird price before August 9th when, uh, so you can save 150 bones and, um, Yeah. How are we going to close? It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be. These are just some of the stuff that, I mean, we're going to dive into, you know, like. Yeah. And this is how it's going to be with robot hands and stuff. For people listening, um, just know that there's like dancing and robot moves happening. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so May 4th to uh, 6th. It's a Thursday uh, night, like a Thursday evening to a Saturday evening um, it's going to start with, uh, like a welcome reception, which is going to be awesome. Yes. There's going to be some, a little bit of rebellion happening there. And then, um, the next day we will really start getting into like, you know, visioning who you want to be and like what's holding you back and busting through some of those blocks. And then the Sunday really like getting in touch with like what's important to you and like how, what it really means to be who you are. Um, and yeah, maybe there'll be like a badass catwalk. There'll for sure be a badass catwalk. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's a necessity. It's going to be yeah, amazing. Without a doubt. And probably a few other things. Yes. There'll be pizza bite glitter uh, pizza bite glitter. I don't even know what that Why is. is that not a thing? Okay. Can we talk about that? Why is it not a thing? Pizza bite and like hot dog glitter or something. There's going to be like a badass catwalk and we're just going to like throw pizza bites at you. <laughs> Whoever like the catches the most possible. wins a prize. <laughs> no, it'll be amazing. Um, and so please do go to reclaimretreat.com to get more details. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for um, having where can me. people find more of you? Um, yeah, so you can find me on my website at saravance.com and that has a link to all my social media stuff. And you can also get my free guide, the five mind shifts to make to embrace your body and have food freedom on the website. And, um, yeah, of course you can find me at the retreat. Duh. Yes. It'll be so awesome. Yeah. My sister from another mister. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for being here. And- thank you. Come on. Come on, guys. Hey, neat. Cool. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you like what you've heard, please head to iTunes to leave me a review. It will take two seconds and I would be super grateful. Click on reviews and ratings and then click to rate. Easy peasy. You can do it on your phone right now, just while you're driving, even. Just kidding. And don't forget to head to summerinandin.com or thebodyimagecoach.com to grab your free rule breakers guide to rock in your bod plus the 10 day body confidence makeover plus your exclusive invite to my free online community all for free, 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 free. Cool. All right. Until next time, rock on. (laughs) 